Hey there, Orioles fans. Today is Monday, May 16th, 2022, and welcome back in to the Locked on Orioles podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Connor Newcomb, and coming up on today's episode, we take a look back at the weekend for the Orioles. I was swept by the Detroit Tigers in one of the more unpleasant series of the year, and quite frankly, Maybe the worst series of the year for the Orioles. But I'll give you my three big takeaways from the Orioles weekend having to do with some injury statuses, a debut for the Orioles, and one of their hitters, one of their vets in the lineup really starting to heat up. But that's all coming up on this episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast. You are Locked On Orioles, your daily Baltimore Orioles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So we'll get right to it here in just a second. Three big takeaways from the Orioles series loss and series sweep at the hands of the Detroit Tigers as that's coming up on this episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast, which is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. So the Orioles swept by the Tigers this weekend. Before we get into it all, just wanted to thank you for making Locked on Orioles your first podcast listen of the day. Locked on Orioles, free and available on all podcast listening platforms, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or others. If you listen there, we thank you. Make sure to give a rating and a review on those sites. And of course, we're here on YouTube as well, so make sure to subscribe to the Locked on Orioles YouTube channel. Also, like, comment on the videos as well. And just thanks again for sticking with us every day here on the Locked On Orioles podcast, making us your first podcast listen. And for your first listen today, well, it's the Orioles and the Tigers as not good baseball by the Orioles over the weekend. They are swept by Detroit, and uh, it was not a fun series of baseball to watch this weekend. Orioles lose 4-2 to on Friday, lose 3 nothing on Saturday, and they lose 5-1 to on Sunday are swept by Detroit just the second time the Orioles, or the third time, excuse me, the Orioles have been swept this year. And uh, it was by the Yankees, by the Rays, and now by this Detroit team. All have been on the road, but the Orioles fall to 14-21 and on the season, still because the Red Sox lost to the Rangers 7-1 to on Sunday, still in fourth place, a half game up on Boston in the division. So I'm going to get you my three big takeaways from the weekend series in Detroit. And the first big takeaway, the Orioles are very injured right now, and it's showing. It's really showing in the order right now. I I know that John Means had Tommy John surgery, and he's out, and that is a huge injury blow to the Orioles, but it's all in the lineup right now. And it's kind of an easy reason to point to that the Orioles scored three runs in three games and were swept by the Tigers. They never led in this series. They had all three of their runs come off of solo home runs. They put a couple of rallies together, but I mean, really, in the Friday game, that was, I felt like, the one game they had even a chance to win. They left the bases loaded in the seventh, left the bases loaded in the eighth, left the bases loaded in the ninth, and lost that game four to two when they had plenty of chances to come back and win that game. I mean, they got the closer out of the game. It was, the offense wasn't there. They didn't come through with any clutch hits at all, but. One of those big reasons is that they didn't have a lot of their normal lineup in there. I mean, really, you know, throughout this week, 
And this weekend, four Orioles everyday starters were dealing with injury and were out of the lineup at certain times. You start with Ryan Mountcastle. The Orioles played this entire weekend without their young star, Ryan Mountcastle. He was placed on the 10-day injured list on Friday with what the Orioles are calling forearm pain. Mountcastle said he was kind of feeling it throughout the St. Louis series when the Orioles took two out of three from the Cardinals on the road during the week. And he said the pain just kept getting worse every game throughout the week, throughout the series. And he called it excruciating at times. It just kind of ran uh, up his his forearm. And so the Orioles placed him on the injured list. Now, some of the good news is, you know, he expects and the Orioles expect it to be a standard, you know, he's out for 10 days and back. He is not going to see a specialist. He stayed with the team in Detroit. He's only being looked at by Orioles team doctors. So he's not, you know, going for a second opinion. So that usually tells you that they feel like they have it under control. He won't be out for an extended amount of time. But the Orioles obviously need Mountcastle. He has been great. A 104 WRC plus, you know, just above a major league average hitter coming into the play this weekend before he went on the injured list. But the Orioles need Mountcastle no matter what. He brings power. He, he was starting to swing the bat a little better in this lineup. And, you know, they ended up putting Jorge Lopez back on the roster to take Mountcastle's spot. And they also ended up recalling Ryan McKenna over the weekend because the Orioles just needed bodies back. So McKenna, who was lighting it up in Norfolk, had a three-homer game for the Norfolk Tides in AAA this week back in the major leagues and, and was with the Orioles all weekend. And, you know, we'll see if McKenna probably going to stay around as long as Mountcastle's on the injured list. But... Not having Mountcastle, that hurt. Then they went a good amount of time without Ramon Arias as well. I mean, he missed four games this week. Missed all three games in St. Louis. And, you know, also missed the game one in Detroit. He missed all those games. That was his kind of, you know, return home to St. Louis now. You know, he never played in the big leagues in St. Louis. But that's where he got his start in the Cardinals system. The Orioles claimed him off waivers two years ago from the Cardinals. Didn't get to play in that series with what they called abdominal discomfort. Uh, he said he was getting better throughout the week. He did not start Friday. He actually pinch hit late in the game on Friday, ended up with an 0-for-1, but then was back in the lineup, did start the Saturday and the Sunday games, uh, had a base, had a couple of base hits. And so, you know, the tough season has been a 57 WRC-plus season so far for Ramon Arias. He's really been hurt by batted ball luck. You know, his, his BABIP is very low. His expected batting average is right around 290, even though he's, you know, barely treading water around 200 and, and below with his average. So as hard as he's hitting the ball, he should have more hits, but that got him even more out of a groove to miss those four games. And and yeah, he was back this weekend, but you missed him on Friday, and and, and that hurt, and he did pinch hit, but seemingly wasn't ready to, to start in that game. Just another guy they're missing. And then, really, the, the biggest guy that the O's missed this weekend was Austin Hayes. I mean, Austin Hayes coming into the weekend had a 140 WRC+. Plus. He was leading this Orioles team in, in most hitting categories, was red hot for the O's, and they didn't have him because just kind of a, a freak play in the Thursday afternoon Orioles 3-2 win over the Cardinals in St. Louis, where they, they won the series with that victory. Late in the game, Hayes goes sliding into first base and ends up getting stepped on. And, you know, they end up calling it a lacerated hand, but basically he got a cleat stepped on his hand and it opened a wound. He started bleeding. I mean, that's basically what happened. Obviously he had to lead the game on Thursday and he missed all three games in Detroit this weekend. Hayes has been the Orioles best hitter this year. He's been on fire and losing him hurt badly. Now Hayes does not have to go on the injured list and it looks like 
there's a good chance he will be in the lineup tonight at Camden Yards against the Yankees. It will make his return after missing three games. At worst, I would say he's back in the lineup Tuesday night against New York. But still missing three or four games without Austin Hayes, he's been so good. That was a huge absence in this lineup. When you combine that with Mountcastle being out, that's a huge reason why you're only scoring three runs. Now, again, not going to go on the injury list. He got stitches. And basically, Hayes talked to the media and said, look, we just got to wait for the stitches to heal. So they said it was definitely going to be you know, 48 hours with nothing. So we knew he wasn't going to play Friday or Saturday. There was a chance he could have played in the Sunday game. Uh, but the swelling hadn't gone down enough. It hadn't healed as much as they hoped. So that's why I'm thinking Monday he'll be back in the lineup. But just another bad break for the Orioles. And it's it's not, you know, you add to the, oh, Hayes injury prone. He got stepped on. I mean, how often does that happen? He's going to miss three games, hopefully, at the most four. And he's going to be back. But, you know, Hayes did say he's now going to start wearing a batting glove on that hand. You know, he's always gone no batting gloves. For a while, he's going to have one out of two batting gloves on now. We'll see, you know, it'll look a little different at the plate. We'll see if it affects him at all. We'll see if... You know, having the, the hand injury affects him in the outfield or at the plate or if the O's you know, maybe DH him in tonight's game in the first game back. But either way, it hurts to not have your best hitter. And then you think, all right, Hayes will maybe be back Monday. You know, Arias is back. And, you know, maybe the Mountcastle thing isn't bad as we think. And then Sunday's game happens. And in the second inning, Jorge Mateo gets injured. Lays a bunt down the first baseline and just a... Just a weird play. If you haven't seen it, you know, at the top of the second inning, Mateo tries to bunt for a base hit, uh, hits it down the first baseline. Spencer Torkelson, uh, of course, the the Tigers star rookie first baseman, comes in to field the bunt, and then at the last second kind of wants to step away and try and let it roll foul because he doesn't think he's going to have a chance to, to pick it up and tag Mateo in time to get him out. And instead of, uh, of stepping out of the way of the ball, he, he kind of steps out of the way, but it was a really ugly-looking play where – he almost stopped running and kind of not leapt, but but did step into Mateo and really shouldered him down. Like, you know, I've been watching the Stanley Cup playoffs, and uh, unfortunately the Caps get eliminated this weekend, but kind of looked like a, a hockey hit with the shoulder into Mateo. He ran hard into a big guy. I mean, that is a big man in Spencer Torkelson at first base, and Mateo goes down. He was down for a while. He actually stayed in the game but then left the game in the fourth inning as Chris Owings replaced him as a pinch hitter in the fourth, and Mateo was out. So after the game, the Orioles ended up calling it left shoulder slash chest contusion. He said, Mateo said after the game that his ribs were sore after the play. And of course, Trey Mancini, another guy who's seemingly still not 100% after his rib injury last week. X-rays were negative, which is good for Mateo. But, you know, he's had a 93 WRC+. plus. He's been great on the base pass. He's been really, really good defensively. Kevin Brown tweeted out, the Orioles broadcaster, that he's had five defensive runs saved. He's been one of the best defensive shortstops in baseball so far this year. Top five in stolen bases. Been hitting the ball really well. Orioles need Mateo in this lineup. And, you know, it doesn't look like he's going to go on the IL. But I would be really surprised if he is in Monday's lineup, which means probably more Chris Owings, who has been just continuously terrible and somehow still has a roster spot with the Orioles. But more Chris Owings. And then, you know, if Mateo does have to go on the I.L., I mean, we probably see Richie Martin, who was with the Orioles on the taxi squad all week but was never activated. We'll probably see Richie Martin come up if, if Mateo has to go on the injured list. But, man, it's just the Orioles are really injured right now. And even some guys who are in the lineup, like Trey Mancini, are, are playing with the bumps and bruises out there. And it showed, with you know, no Mountcastle and, and no Hayes and... 
that's a, a big reason. And again, other guys could have stepped up and they didn't, but still a big reason why the Orioles score three runs in three games. Offense goes silent, and they were swept by the Tigers this weekend. But because of those injuries that the Orioles faced this week and this weekend, it did give the opportunity for an Orioles top 30 prospect to make his major league debut last week. And that was Ryland Bannett, who was called up by the Orioles on Thursday and uh, played in two of the three games in Detroit, played in three of the last four games for the Orioles. So coming up next, we'll talk about Bannon's first three games in the majors, what I liked, what I didn't, from what I saw from him, and you know what his role could be going forward, and simply how long he'll stick around in the bigs uh, with these injuries for the Orioles. But first, let's talk about betonline.net, because it's got everything you need for all your sports wagering needs. Of course, You've got your baseball lines, your baseball odds. You can check baseball, you know, team win total futures, World Series odds, division odds, all that kind of stuff. But also, how about the NBA playoffs? We are into the Eastern and Western Conference Finals starting this week. NHL playoffs, the second round about to get going. So many game sevens across the board. You can get all the lines, all the odds at betonline.net. But you can also get sports news, you know, who's playing, who's starting, who's sitting. Injury news about you know who might be out of the lineup for a certain team. You can check the score at betonline.net of the game that you might be wagering on. You can also listen to podcasts just like this one. You can really get it all. Everything you need to make a smart wager and just be in on everything sports gambling. That is over at betonline.net where the game starts. So a tough weekend for the Orioles. They're swept by the Detroit Tigers, scored just three runs in three games. It was now 14-21 and 21 on the season after they had been playing some really good baseball. Had won 8 of 11. They were 3-0-1 in their last four series coming into Detroit. Had just won two out of three on the road against a really good St. Louis Cardinals team. Things were feeling good, and then they all kind of fell apart. We talked about a lot because of the injuries, but the injuries did open up a chance for some other guys. And one of those other guys was Ryland Bannon, who the Orioles acquired, of course, in the Manny Machado trade from the Dodgers back in July of 2018. He had been moving up through the Orioles system and basically spent all of last year and all of this year so far in AAA Norfolk, where he was hitting 235 with a 361 on base with four home runs in 29 games in AAA Norfolk this year. He was red hot early in the year, had really slumped lately, and then started to hit a little bit early last week. Gets the call up on Thursday because frankly the Orioles needed Bannon they knew Mountcastle was hurting he was out of the lineup Ramon Arias was hurting he was out of the lineup of course eventually had to put Mountcastle on the IL we're still without Arias needed an infielder and they went to Ryland Bannon of course an Orioles top 30 prospect we've been calling for him to, to be up I thought it would be because the Orioles would get rid of a guy like Chris Owings or Rugnet Odor but instead it's because of an injury but either way Bannon gets his chance and to be honest, he kind of showed out in that first game. Of course, he did debut on Thursday. We didn't have a chance here on the podcast to talk about Thursday's win over the Cardinals and Bannon's debut then, but he looked pretty good. He made a great diving play in the bottom of the first inning to Rob Nolan Arenado of a hit, and then he comes up and he gets a hit, gets a single in the left field in his first major league at bat. Now the hits didn't keep coming. He ended up playing in three out of the four games uh, since being called up, started 
Thursday in St. Louis, started Friday in Detroit, did not play in the Saturday game, and then started Sunday's game as the DH in Detroit as well. And, you know, he went two for 12, a couple of singles, four strikeouts, no walks, didn't look amazing at the plate, did look pretty good defensively, especially at third base for the Orioles as well. So didn't light the world on fire, obviously, Bannon in his first major league games, but it was cool to see him make that play and then get that first hit. Always nice to get that first major league hit out of the way, but you know, right now, he's obviously on the team as an injury fill-in. He first came up to fill in for Urias. Now with Urias back, he's still kind of there to help out with Mountcastle not being there. And then, you know, with any time Mateo misses, even if it's not an IL stint, Bannon is there to fill that role as well. But the question obviously becomes for Ryland Bannon, what happens when Mountcastle returns from the IL and... Mateo is good to go. There's probably not as much of a spot for Bannon if you're keeping everyone else. But to me, he looks confident enough at the plate, looked really good defensively. You got to give these guys a shot. Riley Bannon has been on the 40-man roster. He he was on the 40-man all of last year. He came over in the Manny Machado trade. He's been a top 30 Orioles prospect and for a lot of that, a top 20 Orioles prospect in the system the entire time since the trade. He's put up some really good numbers at times and had that crazy home run stretch last year at AAA. You got to see what these guys have. And I get, you know, maybe you don't want Ryland Bannon. You know, we've talked about this on this podcast before. Maybe you don't want Ryland Bannon to play Chris Owings' role, which is utility guy off the bench starting at most two days a week. And he fills in when you have a need, but he's not getting regular at-bats. Yeah, maybe you'd ra rather have Bannon getting regular at-bats at AAA instead of being, you know, a utility guy in the big leagues. And I get that right now he's up because of the injuries. He's getting those regular at-bats. You know, he starts three out of four games to start his career. But even when Mountcastle's back and Mateo's back, just keep Bannon. Get rid of Chris Owings. He literally can't hit the ball. It's ridiculous to watch. Chris Owings can't hit it. He can't really play that good at defense either. Bannon made some good plays. He swings the bat well. Two for 12. I get it. That's not great. But it's 12 plate appearances. He's going to get more chances. Just leave him in the bigs. And I hate what they've done with Ryan McKenna. It's, it's kind of hard to really push back against what they've done with McKenna, which is call him up and send him back down multiple times. Again, you know, he finally comes back up this weekend. Because the Orioles have such a stacked outfit. I mean, they got to get Hayes, Mullins, and Santander these at-bats. McKenna only came up because Hayes had that cut on his hand and had to miss all weekend, and they needed another outfielder out there. McKenna got a couple of starts in Detroit. I want McKenna to play more. There's not as much of a spot. Bannon, there's not an argument there. There's a spot. There's a clear spot. Even if it's not Owings' spot, it could be Odor's spot. So when these guys are done, just get rid of Chris Owings. Leave Ryland Bannon on this team. I saw enough that I liked in his debut. I've seen enough that I've liked in his time in the minors since being traded to the Orioles in 2018. You got to give these prospects a chance, especially if they're prospects who have been on your 40-man roster for this long. They need a chance. Even if Bannon, you know, a week from now is not starting every day. Even if he's starting three out of six games in a week, coming off the bench, maybe in one other. That is enough. He's had enough AAA at-bats. He has proven that he's good enough to play AAA baseball. He doesn't need AAA at-bats anymore. That's kind of where I'm at with Ryan McKenna. I get that you'd rather him get regular at-bats at AAA than be a fourth outfielder in the majors. I get it. 
But what we see every time from McKenna is that he goes down to AAA and he dominates. He had a three-homer game this week in Norfolk. He's too good for AAA. Yes, he hasn't lit the world on fire yet in the majors, but he's had some success offensively and defensively. Just leave him in the majors. I'm fine with him being a fourth outfielder, starting two days a week. Just keep these guys in the majors. They make your team better. McKenna and Bannon makes your team better more so than the guys who would be otherwise on the roster in you know Owings and Odor, basically. Same thing with Tyler Nevin. You know, once this team gets fully healthy, you know, does Nevin start to get squeezed out? No. Keep him on this roster. Keep these guys getting regular at bats. And I hope Ryland Bannon can get that chance because it's at least fun to see some more prospects come to the big leagues. But of course, the O's are a younger lineup with younger guys getting chances. But there's, of course, a couple of vets in that lineup. And one vet in Trey Mancini, the bat is really starting to heat up in the month of May. And that continued with a little bit of a power surge in Detroit this weekend. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But first, let's talk about Built Bar. Because a guy like Trey Mancini, he looked energized this weekend in Detroit. Maybe he was having a Built Bar. Who knows? They they sure seem to energize me to give you five episodes per week here on the Locked on Orioles podcast. Now, they're protein bars. And that obviously helps. 17 grams of protein helps me get going. It's a healthy snack as well but they taste like candy bars. That's why I continue to eat the Built Bars. Now, peanut butter brownie is my favorite flavor, but they've got plenty like white chocolate chunk. They've got mint chocolate. They've got fruit flavors as well, but you got to try the Built Puffs. You, you really, really have to try the Built Puffs. It is the first ever, first ever protein-infused marshmallow. It's a marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate, infused with protein. They've got multiple great flavors. How can you beat that? You get a marshmallowy treat, and you get that protein. It's a healthy snack. So if you want all these options and more, all the Built products, go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So Orioles and Tigers this weekend, really probably the most disappointing series of the year. Orioles swept in the three-game set in Detroit. And uh, we'll try and turn things around in New York, or against New York in Baltimore starting tonight. But it was really the Oriole offense just going flat. I mean, you know, Jordan Lyles, he was okay, not great on Friday. Bruce Zimmerman, again, pretty good. Pitched into the seventh, didn't have his best stuff, but was solid on Saturday. And Tyler Wells got hit around a bit, but kept the Orioles in the game on Sunday. And, you know, the bullpen gave up a couple runs Sunday, but the bullpen was 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 you know scoreless on Friday and Saturday. The pitching did its job. That's what it's been most of the season. But the offense, three runs in three games. Well, two of those runs came courtesy of Trey Mancini this weekend. And the third big takeaway from the weekend is that Trey Mancini's bat is heating up at a time when the Orioles really seem to need it. Mancini this weekend for the O's, three for nine with two solo home runs, two RBIs, worked three walks, struck out just once, in the three games. Had a one for three in each game. Homered in the eighth inning, a solo shot to get the Orioles on the board in game one on Friday. Hit one down the left field line. And then scorched the ball to lead off the ninth in Sunday's game to avoid the shutout for a solo home run. Those were home runs number two and three on the season. He had just one home run on this year coming into the series and got two in three games in Detroit. So maybe that's going to help that power surge come. But it hasn't just been this weekend for Mancini. It's been this whole month of May 
that Mancini, along with the Oriole offense, which has really heated up in May after a really cold April, Mancini's kind of been leading that charge. Now, Austin Hayes has really been leading the charge, but the guy right behind him has been Trey Mancini really starting to heat it up with the bat. His stats in April in 84 plate appearances, he had a 224 average, 590 OPS, and as I mentioned, just that one home run. Through 12 games in May so far, so just 51 plate appearances, just over you know half that of what he had in April, he's 18 for 45, a 400 average through 12 games in May, a 471 on base, 1,004 OPS. That's pretty good. That's almost double his OPS from April. And again, the two home runs just this weekend after the one home run all of April. Now, he's only driven in five runs because he's not hitting the ball out of the ballpark. And of course, as I just said, his two homers were both solo shots over the weekend because the O's didn't get a lot of guys on base for most of these games in Detroit as well. But he's heating up. He's drawing some walks. He's hitting the ball out of the ballpark. And Trey Mancini, you know, I mentioned earlier in this episode that Ramon Arias has had bad, batted ball luck. You could argue that Mancini's batted ball luck has been worse at times than Arias. He's hit the ball really hard this year. He's the best Orioles hitter in terms of barrels on the season, and it just hasn't turned into a lot of hits until May when he's now hitting 400 and hitting homers, and that bat is common for Trey Mancini. It's here. He's heating up. He's playing better. I know it's grim to say we need to enjoy him for as long as we can in an Oriole uniform, but we do, and it's nice to see him swinging the bat really, really well and hitting the ball out of the ballpark because that's the thing he's not doing, you know, just not hitting for much power so far on the season. The power was certainly here this weekend with the two home runs. Anthony Santander had the other solo home run, went back-to-back with Mancini in the eighth on Friday. Again, three runs on three solo homers. Would have been nice if anybody helped out. Cedric Mullins tried, you know, he had a two-hit game on Friday, but then he went 0 for 4 with the Golden Sombrero on Sunday. So, not a good week. Not a good weekend, I should say, for the Oriole offense. And it kind of resets this stretch of really good series. Just really bad baseball. But hopefully, they start to get healthier. And the New York Yankees come into town. And I know everyone's been excited for this Monday, May 16th game because everyone's been saying... Is this the game? Is this the game? Is this the game that Adley Rutschman debuts? And I know a lot of people bought tickets here for the May 16th game and thought, oh, you know, it's the start of a seven-game homestand. The Yankees are in town. What better time to bring Adley Rutschman to the bigs? He seems to be good to go in AAA. Injuries off-heeled. He's played plenty of AAA baseball. Well, I'm recording this here. We're just shy of 10 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday night. There's been no word of Adley called up. I think if he would have been coming up Monday, the latest we would have heard would have been just after Norfolk's game ended right around 4.30 Eastern time on Sunday afternoon. We didn't hear that. Five hours later, we still haven't heard it. I don't think for a Monday game, the Orioles would announce in the morning. Now, you could be listening to this Monday and say, Connor, you dummy. I just heard on Monday morning, the Orioles announced that Adley Rutschman's coming to the big leagues for Monday's game. And maybe that could happen. But it does seem like Monday's probably not the debut. And again, I stick with my official prediction that this Friday, May 20th, against the Rays will be Adley's debut, but we will see. But whether Adley's in the bigs or not, the Orioles start a four-game series with the New York Yankees back at Camden Yards starting tonight. A 7.05 p.m. Eastern time start in tonight's game. And the Yankees, man, are they playing some good baseball right now. 25-9 coming off a series win 
in Chicago against the White Sox. Yankees with the best record in baseball already have a four and a half game lead on the Rays, who are in second right now in the AL East. The Yankees are just dominating. They have a plus 69 run differential on the season. That is the second best in baseball. But, I mean, they are the only team in the division with a positive run differential. They've been killing teams. Orioles did take a series from them earlier this year. But uh, then the Yankees did, remember, sweep them in New York. So the Red Hot Yankees come in, and they are going to send Luis Severino to the mound in Game 1. The 28-year-old righty has a 4.08 ERA, 31 Ks in 28 and two-thirds innings over six starts so far this season. His last time out against Toronto was really an up-and-down start back on May 10th. He only lasted four and two-thirds innings. He gave up three runs on five hits, but he struck out eight batters and walked just two. The stuff does look good from Severino. He's not all the way back, but the stuff does look really good returning from the injury. And he'll go against the Orioles' rookie sensation, coming off of one of the best starts we've seen from an Orioles rookie in a long, long time as the 25-year-old right-hander Kyle Bradish will come back to Camden Yards to make the start here on Monday night. In his three starts so far in his major league career, 17 innings, 16 strikeouts, and a 4-2-4 ERA. And of course, coming off the absolute dandy he threw in St. Louis back on Tuesday night. Seven innings, two runs, four hits, 11 strikeouts, and no walks. If he can do that again, he'll give the Orioles a chance to beat the Yankees here on Monday night. And then I'll be back with you tomorrow on Tuesday with a new episode of the podcast. Of course, I am back here from vacation. So all the episodes this week will include a recap of the game the day before. Sorry that Thursday and Friday's episodes did not include a recap from the loss to the Cardinals Wednesday and the win over the Cardinals on Thursday. But hope you still enjoy those episodes with Andy Costco of the Baltimore Sun on Thursday. And then Scott Bentley of Locked on Tigers on Friday's crossover episode. Hope you still enjoyed those. If you didn't listen to them yet, make sure to go back and check those out from Thursday and Friday here on the pod. But again, I'm back with you tomorrow, Tuesday. If somehow Adley does debut, of course, we'll be talking all things Adley Rutschman Major League debut on the pod. But if not, if he's still in AAA, we'll talk about the newest Orioles. The O's made another roster move over the weekend that he didn't mention yet. They DFA'd Paul Fry after all of his struggles starting in the second half of the season last year. And the reason they DFA'd Paul Fry is because they made a waiver claim. The right-handed pitcher Bo Salser has joined the Orioles and was optioned to AAA Norfolk. You might say Salser. That sounds familiar. Well, that's because he's Cole Salser's brother. So the Orioles trade Cole Salser, and they claim his brother Bo, who will be in AAA, but could be in the major leagues sometime soon if he pitches well. So we'll learn more about Bo Salser, his time in the big leagues and the minors, and what he could bring to the Orioles coming up on tomorrow's episode. But until then, I'm Connor Newcomb, and this has been the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.